0: Hi, Michelle. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you. Great. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited to be talking to you today.
0: Excellent. I'm very excited. I'm very pleased that you're speaking on the podcast today. Now, you have written a book called Only For Me. Correct. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. But before we get into it, could you give us a little bit of history about yourself? Who you
1: are and where you're from? Sure. Yeah, sure. So um, I am Sydney-based, um, grew up in Sydney and spent most of my time here. I um, originally had a background in administration and marketing, but for the last 13, uh, nearly 14 years, I've been a stay-at-home mum. Mm-hmm. So I've got um, four children. They range from three to 13. And um, I was very blessed because I had two girls and then two boys. So um, <laughs> it worked
0: worked well, about, out well for you yeah. unlike
1: me I've got four sure, girls yeah. and two boys <laughs> right <laughs> well I don't know if the, the odds would continue if I any more <laughs> you,
0: you should try but you never know <laughs> no know. I, I think I've reached yeah, that point I do, I do but you never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah great
1: yeah so um that's about it really yeah, I think it. um yeah I'll Grew up um, in a um, Catholic mm-hmm. family um, and, um, you know, I was one of five. Where about, so, whereabouts um, do you come? Always very
0: uh, Number uh, four. Number two. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my best friend is number four. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there you go. In the family. Um, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Actually, she's number three. <laughs> Got it wrong. oh really (laughs) Uh, anyway all right so your book is called only for me and would you like to tell us how you became a writer or
1: uh yeah sure so um as I I said before my my background wasn't um in in writing as such it was always a um a passion but wasn't something that I did professionally Hmm. so you were you were Um, you were into
0: creative writing at school
1: Yes, yes, and you know, often writing stuff at home, and as a as a mom, I'd written you know a few little um, manuscripts, but never really had the drive to um, to do anything yeah. with them. It's incredibly hard to break yeah. into um, and, and have a work published. So, um, well, congratulations! Yeah, so it was a, a thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, I did I did end up self publishing, but um, but I yeah, mm. that's tell you a bit more about Mm -hmm. that later I did um, did have interest from a publisher but um, you know there was there was some controls that I wanted to maintain so I ended up going down that path Uh, so it was um, a real journey really Um, I I guess it came from seeing a need Um, so the book itself is um, it's a protective behaviors Mm -hmm. book so it's about body safety so it aims to t- teach children that their body is private and that they have a right to protect that privacy. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, what we're really trying to do is to sum predators of the um, the tools and the techniques that they would commonly use during the grooming process. Yeah, um, yeah so um, that's sort of what the, the book itself is about. Um, and in terms of how I, I became a writer and, and how this journey started, um, it was more, as I said, seeing a need and, and feeling called to feel that. Do um, something about it. Yeah, to do something about it and, um, and to help others um, and particularly other parents um, have these body safety conversations that mm. we need to have with
0: our kids. And how, how did you see this so, need?
1: Well, so the journey started, um, it's been um, just coming up to five years and I went out for dinner um, just with some mums. And on this night, I heard about two separate cases where young children um, had actually been sexually abused by children their own age.
0: Actually children abusing children. Oh,
1: correct. Correct. It's heartbreaking. Um, so in the
0: first, yeah,
1: it is. It is. Um and so in the first case um the young boy was on the way home after a play date at the park and he disclosed to his mum that um that while they'd been at the park and on the play equipment the other um, boy so they're both 7 were years they, old and they did they, were um, they known to actually, each other they were friends they were known to each other they were friends yep so they'd met this other family at the park and so you know as you know the mums were chatting as you do um the the um boys were playing and so it was on the way home that he said mum um, you know that his friend had actually been trying to mm. touch him inappropriately mm. while uh, on the equipment. And what's really critical about this particular story is that when the mum then shared with her, um, you know, the other mum what yes. happened, um, that mum then disclosed that they had actually discovered their seven-year-old um, several months prior um, accessing pornography on his eyes Wow. Um, yeah. Ugh. So I you just know, got. He'd I just been got- at birth
0: chills down my spine literally seven
1: seven mm. so clearly um you know the, the controls weren't there in place um yeah. and and most importantly you know, weren't in place and the, the parental you know actual physical supervision
0: mm.
1: wasn't there mm. um so it wasn't you know it wasn't anything deliberate by the parents no. it was just you know they hadn't um
0: they hadn't realized you know, they that hadn't that was... unfortunately yeah
1: that it was, you know, that it was so accessible. So, you know, and it can come about so easily um, yeah. by by Googling something. Um, quite often the way the dark web works, it will then, you know, pop up with something else and then it's just, you know, click after click. Yeah. So um, well, they had weird. discovered this. They weren't actually, I know, I know. Yeah. It's just, it's tragic. Mm. Um, and he, um, you know, the parents had obviously put measures in place mm. to stop him accessing that material but they weren't actually aware of the fact that he was acting out because of what yes. he'd been exposed to. Um, so, um, you know, the fact that the other seven-year-old yes. had known that he needed to yes. tell his mum that that was an important thing for him to do meant that, you know, there was this flow on effect that the parents were then notified and that they were then able to get him the yeah, help that exactly. you know, he needed. To do
0: what so so to. the boy, the, the boy who was acting out, was this the first incident or had... I believe so, yes. Yes. So the parents
1: had, um, you know, at that point realised that it it actually had this impact Mm. on him and on his behaviour. Yeah, yeah, it's very sad. Um, And then so that was the first story. And then in the second case... um, It, again, just happened to um, take place in a park, but the two families often walked home from school together and um, multiple children in each of the families. So when the nine-year-old boy asked his mum, you know, said he needed to go to the toilet, she said, no problem, um, just take the other boy with him, Mm. who was also nine. Yeah. So family friend." Um, The toilets themselves were the ones that are individual cubicles. Yes. So they open up directly onto the park with no, you know, washroom area. So she felt that that was really safe. Um, Watched the boys go over and then got chatting. And then suddenly she sort of sensed that um, something was wrong and that the boys had taken, you know, the necessary. And so she suddenly um, thought perhaps someone had actually been hiding in the cubicle when they went Mm. over. Uh, and And you know they wouldn't have realized when they opened the door, but um, when she got over there, unfortunately um, she did actually discover that her son was being abused, um, but not by a stranger by that other nine year old by that child, by that child. Mm-hmm. so I was given the final outcome or um, details of of that little boy who was um, doing the perpetrating, but um, it is very, very likely that he Um, was a victim of abuse himself and so what we we know is that um, whenever you know we're not talking about the idle curiosity that you know little ones go through different stages Um, what we know is when a child acts out in this way um, there has always been some sort of trauma involved Um, so it could be you know a traumatic event or it could be um, abuse himself ongoing trauma experiencing and that and that, that is quite often the case that it is actually that they're mm. actually being sexually abused girls, and they're just reenacting what's been done to them. Oh, what they've seen. Um, as a coping, yeah, as a coping mechanism, that's right. Oh,
0: these poor kids. I know. I and know. that's just and two and incidences so, you know, from friends at, out at dinner.
1: That's correct. That's correct. So um, when I heard these stories, I was just, you know, I was so sad saddened for the, the, the families yeah, and the children but now. I was really sh- <laughs> I was really shocked um because I had no idea that abuse could be perpetrated by a child's peers mm-hmm. I'd never envisaged that my mm-hmm. children were um, of abuse situation I'd never imagined that it could happen whilst I was you know supervising mm-hmm. my children and right I think because um you know it- exactly Exactly, and because it was right in my immediate community, it was just that real wake-up yeah. call um, to the fact that um, you know that my kids, given the situation, given the circumstances, were just as much at risk as yeah. those other young yeah. people. Um, they hadn't gone so out to seek, I've,
0: you know, they hadn't gone out of their way to seek this kind of correct.
1: Yeah, just very normal things yep. that we all do, going mm-hmm. to a playdate. To- um and so you know i had had very basic conversations with my um two daughters at that stage i had not gone into much detail i just sort of said to them you know um no one's allowed to touch your private parts you know you'd always you know always come and tell mommy if, if someone tried to do that but that's basically all that was the you know that was the extent of the conversation yeah. i had with them um and at that stage my um my first son was 4 and i actually thought he was um too yes. young to have those conversations, which I now know is incorrect. So so how how, how young
0: is too young?
1: Um, There's not really a a too young. Um, Definitely from three, we need to start talking to our children about um, that they're the boss of the body and that that their body is private. Um, And you do it obviously in an age-appropriate way. So it's a conversation that evolves over time. Um, But in terms of, you know, the book itself, I've had, you know, two-year-olds that, you know, enjoy yeah. reading it and respond to it. Yeah. Um, so I think, really, yeah, um, you know, there's no, no, at two, they're obviously only going to take in so much yeah. anyway. I mean, they take in as definitely. much as they
0: can mentally handle and that's, that's enough. Yeah. That's right. As they it's, get older, they ask of questions. Of course, every child yeah. is yeah. correct. Yeah.
1: And, um, and then, as I said, it, you know, it evolves and it's a conversation that you build on over yeah. time.
0: Wow.
1: So yeah. So I. I thought, okay, so I need to. I need to be doing this. Um. You know. I. I probably not. Um. There was a couple of reasons why I hadn't really gone into much detail with my. Um. My own girls. Basically because I thought. Um. That somehow you know I just feel like our kids grow up so quickly. Um, yeah. In this world, you know, it's just over sexualized, yeah. and for such a short time. And that, so that's it.
0: That's that's the thing. I, it's like how do you keep that tension? Between protecting your children and from these predators, but also um, giving them maintaining their innocence.
1: Right, it's it's a real it's a real balance. It's a real challenge, and that was that was kind of pivotal in terms of why I decided to write Mm -hmm. the book because I couldn't find a resource that was going to cover all the information that Mm -hmm. I wanted um, in a way that I felt still maintain that innocence and so obviously there's you know there's got to be a level where yes you know we wish we don't we didn't have to speak to our kids about these topics we wish we didn't have to talk about it at all um but it is whereas before i thought oh i was doing the right thing by protecting them but um, not exposure in fact given that that's right that but they wouldn't have known um you know what was going on and necessarily that that it was inappropriate um when someone someone did it to them so it was really, yeah, at that point that I, that I then started to look around, well, how can I educate my own kids, and I couldn't find um, an exact res- resource that that I wanted to um, that, that I wanted to use. Um, there's very limited um, sort of books um, available, and I wanted something to help me through that process and to help you know break the ice and and you know it's a confronting subject um, so yeah so I wanted something that would actually. Um, you know help facilitate those conversations
0: yeah. well you've certainly so, done this, I, I'm just flicking through it now yeah. the the illustrations are beautiful Every, you know it's it's not daunting it's it's very accessible
1: yes thank you Jess yeah and that's what what we were hoping to achieve I was really blessed I had um when I decided to go down the the road of self-publishing, it meant that you have to, you know, organise your own illustrator and I had a, a good friend who was um, at my ch- children's school and we'd sort of been drawn together in our um, parish doing some um, painting. I'm nowhere near at her level. She's, She's an extremely cool. um, talented woman <laughs> yeah. and um, I'd just sort of been helping out with a few different things she'd been doing at the parish and so, um, yeah, so I got in quite, um, in contact with Nicole and she said yes, which was just amazing. And then it turned out she told me that she was actually a former Disney oh, animator. Wow. So <laughs>
0: perfect. So that's the most remarkable thing yes. That just provided this person. Um, just leave it up to him and, yeah, and it perfectly um, comes together. That's
1: right. That's all right. Um, So that was a a huge, huge blessing. And she was very patient with me as Mm -hmm. I changed things around and and went back and forth. Um, But, yeah, definitely the illustrations, um, you know, they're so important in a picture book and they um, also really helped to create, I think, that sense of gentleness. Yes, definitely. um, The topic.
0: Um, Okay. So you embarked on this journey.
1: Yes, yes. So um, it was. It was quite a um, spiritually inspired start. It wasn't long after that I, uh, you know, within a week or two that I was home from this this dinner, and I'd gone through a period, um, you know, that I was just coming out of in my life, where I'd, um, I'd sort of ended up with a real postnatal um, anxiety and depression, and. It had been a really challenging, very, very difficult um, uh, period. Time. Season, <laughs>
0: absolutely, Yeah,
1: Season's probably the best yeah. best word. It seemed to go on at the time, <laughs> um, and, you know. And 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 this was one of the the things that I used to get really anxious mm. about. And so I think God really used that. Um, and you know, I was just praying, um, and literally in that moment, I felt like. You have to write a book. You have to write.
0: Mm. It's amazing uh, when the Holy Spirit whispers. It's it's. He comes as a whisper, but it's as clear as day. Absolutely. So
1: literally, I then grabbed a pen and paper and started oh. writing the first draft. So, and that was sort of in the for the book um, initially in those first um, four or five mm. pages. Is just very gentle, gently leading you into the subjects. It talks about other body yeah. parts, so it was it was that part of it that kind of flowed in that moment. And I, I sort of had this um, framework for how I was going to to lead them into the um, the yeah. topic, and then um, of course I had to then go and seek um, professional input um, in terms of making sure that the content was um, up to date and that it complied with current child protection recommendations so I was really lucky to um if you'd think it would be a simple thing to do but unfortunately um you know (laughs) there was a a, um a lot of blockages (laughs) um in terms of just yeah red tape where people weren't able to able to assist um but anyway in the end um got open the door and act for kids um were able to help me with that endorsement Mm. so they, um yeah, they were able to read through it and comment. And I also had another, um, uh, some input from a lady called Dr. Patricia Weiracoon, um, who some people might be familiar with. She's a, a Christian mm-hmm. um, writer and um, sort of, I think she calls herself a, a sex therapist, but she's also an um, um, honorary lecturer at Sydney University. Uh-huh. And um, just the, the way that it came about that I ended up getting in touch with her was was quite um, Providential, and um, she was um, amazing in that she critiqued me um, really quite quite hard um, yeah. because she's a uni lecturer. <laughs> so I would just send the manuscript through, and it would come back, and she would sort of tear it apart. <laughs> but she really pushed me. to You'd the be next in level. floods of tears, um, but happy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So with the finished product, and now as you know, as my journey continues, and I learn so much yeah. more. I think, oh, thank goodness I listened to her and thank goodness I've included this part um, because, you know, my understanding has since that time just um, quadrupled. So, um, yeah, so I really appreciated that. And and then I spoke to parents and told them what I was doing and friends. And what was the
0: response from parents?
1: Um, When they heard the stories, when you hear the background, um, you know, it just changes people's response straight away. They, you know, thought it was a great idea and um, and virtually most people, you know, were very happy with the format um, that I initially had. It was just really a matter of tweaking it. And then I had um, a, f- a friend come to me who was um, actually a, a survivor of child abuse mm. who I didn't know that um, prior. We'd been friends for quite a long time, but she'd never um, shared mm. that with me. But when she realised what I was doing, she was then able to... How, how lovely. To, yeah yeah and uh, I, I really valued her input as well just to have that perspective from a, um, a survivor yeah. yeah so the book was released about um just oh well, coming up to two and a half years now it's nearly Christmas it's yeah. hard to believe but yeah um 2016 so.
0: fantastic now where can we get this book from?
1: So at the moment, the easiest way um, to buy it is from my website, which um, is just um, onlyforme.com.au. Okay, I'll
0: put that in the show notes. Eleven ninety five, dollars
1: and then it's $4 postage. Yep. Um, and I donate the author royalties component um, to child protection organisations to just yeah. help them continue the, the
0: work i love i love it's it's so gentle, but it's so readable i used i got it used it as a reader for my kids, and they were like one of my daughters she read it for her reader and it was just she was reading along and looking at me as if oh it, it was something that we could share and not feel uncomfortable about It was right. perfect so you've done such a good job and I love the picture there's a page, the middle page with all the different faces um, just showing you that anybody can be a perpetrator. There's like my, one of my boys loves hard. firemen and there's a fireman and, you know, your footy coach and kids and a priest and a surfer. I mean, it's just, it's very gentle, but it, it explains it. It's so good. You've done such a good job. I'm thrilled with you so much. what you've done. Like, well, as I said, it
1: really was um, inspired by the Holy spirit. And I truly yeah. believe that um, and, and now the way that, you know, the mission has evolved to then continue to raise awareness yeah. um, about the topic and also how to approach it. So the book um, is great to facilitate that conversation. Yeah, so how
0: do we, how do we, but I, how do we speak to our children about this? We obviously with the book, but
1: yeah. So the, the book itself will guide you um, through, but the, the, few, the big tips that I give are you want to speak as specifically as, as possible mm. to your children. So when you are speaking general terms, um, it's nowhere near it as It only possible.
0: provides confusion, is not it? That's right.
1: And we've tried to be um, as specific as possible in terms of um, actually yeah. um, using those grooming techniques as an example. So things yeah. like um, no one's allowed to, call it a game so even if they call it a game it's still yeah. not okay that's really typical if they show um give me gifts or treats it's still not and okay you say,
0: even if my clothes uh, are on you know even if my clothes are there and definitely when my body is bare like it's just you know nothing is okay it's
1: that's correct and it's about what i'm really like hoping that it will achieve is that kids will recognize the earlier stages because unfortunately it is just such a manipulative Hmm. process and it's often very gradual um and so that they will actually then recognize oh
0: this this isn't right this isn't
1: right obviously at the end of the book we talk about if anyone does any of these things you need to go and tell someone you can trust so and then it's a matter of of establishing with your child who those um five people are yeah that's right i love that at the um, end with the hand Yes, um, so obviously we, you know, ideally as, as um, mums or dads, we want to be the, the first port of call for our children and, and that's most likely probably what they will do if you're having these conversations with them. Um, just by the, the the very means of having that conversation, you are opening up that dialogue with yeah. your child um, so that if they ever did need to disclose, they, you know, they're going to feel like they can talk about that subject yeah. with you we do want to just yeah give them some other options as well just for whatever reason you're not available to them um you know it could be other family members or it could be a teacher um someone else that that you that you both trust
0: i mean before it was only the birds and birds and the bees talk that we had to give our kids but now we've got to talk about you know sexual predators and and as my 16 year old now is you know we have to kind of talk to him about Predatory, you know, male predatory behavior, which is something that I never thought I'd have to talk about.
1: No, I, know, I know it's so. It's a very challenging time yeah. to be a parent.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very complicated. I have to thank you because this book is just perfect. I want one on on predatory <laughs> male males, please. Next. <laughs> yes, it's quite funny. I've had a few different orders from different people, and so I'd really like you to write one on this topic too. Um, yeah, who knows. Maybe. Can you
1: go down that avenue? <laughs> well, possibly my youngest starts school in another 12 months. So I've just been holding the fort at yeah. this stage. Um, I've got one in 2022. Yeah.
0: But... <laughs> um, yeah, so keep going. Sorry, I cut you off.
1: Uh, that's all oh, right. Where, where were we at? So, yeah, so talking about um, the way that we go about having those conversations. So speaking in specific terms, um, I've got on my website as well to uh, do a monthly blog um, for a um, website called Kittypedia. And so I'm I'm breaking down the topic each month, Um, um, body safety part one and body safety part two, which are really good overviews um, about um, the but part one goes into detail about specific information that you want to impart mm-hmm. to your child. Um, so it's things like um, that obviously that no one can touch or, or, or make mm-hmm. me show um, their private parts. Um, we want to always make sure we use correct anatomical terms um, because basically it's as simple as we don't want anything to get lost in yeah. translation so if we're not using those correct terms which I have to say I was yeah. guilty when I was um, prior to this uh, my husband had this um, name that his Lebanese grandparents yeah, had used name. for his clean-up. Um. and so he started using that so then I thought oh I quite like that so that's what we were calling it yeah. but it didn't wouldn't mean anything to anyone else I think it was like it may have even been the, the Arabic word for penis but if you know he was at preschool and he said yeah. to the teacher you know miss you know luke grabbed my and douchey they're going to have absolutely no that, that, idea that, what think you're he's talking, talking about,
0: about. Toys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right that's right and because
0: it's not in the context that
1: you know we necessarily are expecting you know the kids were just playing in the, the cubby house or on the ford or whatever it was um it's not going to no. ring any alarm bells and of course we Scenario, um, you know, the, the worst, you know, worst thing ever happened, and there were forensic interviews or court cases. Um, it, it carries so yeah. much more weight if, if the child
0: very so correctly exactly. identify exactly. What happened.
1: Um, so yes, yeah, so we want to obviously let them know that no one's allowed to touch or look or feel, and that no one's allowed to ask them to do the same mm. thing. Um, so it's got to work obviously both ways. Um, and one thing that's really important in this day and age is um, to let them know that no one's allowed to take a photograph yeah. yeah. of their private parts, but also no one's allowed to show them any images of private parts on any mm. sort of device. Actually, yeah, quite a tool used by a predator um, to initiate the abuse. So um, that's really important that they know straight away. So that's not okay. Then... Um, We want to make sure, like you said, with that picture across the the double spread with people in it, that um, it doesn't matter the person's age, gender, um, their status in the community or their relationship to the child. So whether they're a a friend, a family or a stranger, um, to to be able to say Mm. no. What else is really important is that they know they can say uh, no at any point. So, um, you know, whenever they're feeling uncomfortable, they actually have that right to say no. So what we need to do there, which is sort of in addition to what's in the book, is you, you want to talk to your kids about how do they identify when they're feeling uncomfortable. Mm. So it's, it's teaching them about those physical cues and the way their body might react if something's, if they're feeling yeah. unsafe. So it's like, um, you know, you're, you might get a racing heart or butterflies in your tummy or a sick feeling in your tummy or stuck or wobbly legs
0: so um, is this all on Pedia? because i don't know whether was that in the book yes. yeah
1: yes so no, this is so these the part one in, okay. on Kittypedia goes through the things that you want to talk about part two then looks about this mm-hmm. additional problem solving that you need to do right. with your children so so it's about identifying how else they can um you know how, how what those um, physical mm. cues are Um uh, And then it's also about actually getting them to practice saying no. So, you know, in the book we've got sections where they can actually join in and say no. And then, again, that evolves over time. And that's the simplest form, obviously, to get them to shout a big no, and that's great and really good for Mm. young children. Um, But as they grow older, you actually want to give them more information and more choice. So you'd start by, when they're ready, giving them an actual sentence that they could say that might be something like, please don't do that. Yeah. I don't like it. Something as simple as that where they can in that early stage where it might be just that someone's, you yeah. know, rubbing them or tickling they can speak out and say that and actually get them to practice saying it so that if, you know, there was ever An that time, you know, point yeah. in time, yeah, they, they're going to feel confident saying it out loud. Um, and then the next stage for, again, as your child grows, is actually giving them... Um, different ways of getting out of a situation so basically you're saying to them it's okay to use an yeah. excuse or a little yeah. lie so things like um you might say i'm busting to go to the toilet i, I need to go i'll i'll be back or whatever mm. and then obviously the idea is then that they go and find an you know
0: <laughs> escape plan
1: in stranger danger situation here we're talking about where it's yeah. someone known to a child um and it quite can often be that you know it's just a room in a house and you may you know you may be somewhere else yeah. um in, in the home so that they then come yeah, what and find you 45 percent
0: of abuses by a relative that
1: yeah, is um, that yeah so okay so i'll run you through the stats so these are um reported hmm. cases um which means it's exactly. the tip of the iceberg okay so these just blew me away when i um you know research them. So it's according to the Australian Criminology's um, website and the actual reported cases. And they take up to children that have actually reported abuse up to the age of 15. So they're actually conservative from that perspective because other stats will go up to 18, but these are just by 15. So it's 4.5% of males and 12% of females will report abuse before they're 15. But for me, that, you know, I I needed to put it in context to really grasp it. And so I had a think and I worked out that in Australia, not in the Catholic schools, we've got more than that, but um, in in state schools we've got an average of 22 kids in each class. So statistically two girls Mm. and one boy report being abused by the time they're 15 in every single primary school class in Australia. Um, So it is just shocking. And as I said, that is the tip Mm. of the iceberg because it's only reported cases. Um, and then the breakdown of that um, is that only um, 10, 11% of those cases were actually involving a stranger. Wow. Which means in 89, essentially 90% of cases, um, the, the perpetrator was known to the child. And then in half of those cases, 45%, um, it was actually a relative. And, I, I give, I do parent workshops at preschools and and daycares, and I say that you know you have to spell it out sometimes because you just can't no, envisage no. it. But it could be a parent, a parent, a grandparent, an auntie, an uncle, a sibling or cousin. Forty five percent of people fall into that category. Um, so it's just awful. So, awful, awful so stuff. how does and your say-
0: anxiety cope with those statistics? <laughs>
1: Well, it, it's kind of been a, I don't know, a healing process, I think, um, for me, the way that God has used that. And so now if I do experience anxiety, I just, you know, I really
0: over. Um, trust. I
1: over it. And that's right. And I say, well, clearly there's, you know, used that, um, to use that to power um, this mission.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and to pour purpose into it. Because I think whenever you go through a time of suffering, you know, the hardest thing is, is accepting. Yep. Yeah you know that that wanting that there have to be a purpose to that suffering yeah. i think as as christians it's you know it's something that um really gets you through but when you can't see purpose in it yeah. it's you know it's just awful yeah. so yeah so that's been um a real joy to, for me really mm-hmm. knowing that um at that time in my life this um you know this this mission has grown and
0: nothing's wasted
1: you know i Nothing's wasted, absolutely, and, and in such a tangible way. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had, you know, had it's been extremely successful. It's it's, it's blowing me away. I never imagined mm-hmm. that um, it would go as well as it has. So I've sold um, the first four thousand copies. So I've just done a, a reprint, and they arrived in September. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had lots of you know, amazing feedback. It's being used by Sydney Children's Hospital um, in their child protection unit. Wow. And I had a review by Kids Book Review. Who said it was the best book on the subject. So fantastic! Well, that's congratulations. all been that was really and
0: has my um, Francis but, endorsed the book?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did decide uh, to write a letter to His Holiness. Um, so I guess as part of um, feeling called to write the book, it was at the time that we had so much going on in the media um, regarding the the Royal Commission mm-hmm. and um, and these awful um, sexual abuse scandal you know, um, mm. yeah. so that those are claims all coming forward and I, I thought wow maybe God has put this on my mm-hmm. heart to provide a way for the church to mm-hmm. respond um, and, and that still may be the case I know that things can take time um, so then my first thing was to, to send a, a copy to his holiness and uh, it's funny I've got a, a good friend who's a priest and and he sort of said oh you know he's written several books and he said oh you know don't hold your breath kind of thing michelle because you don't always he'd never heard back from from the pope um this day i was at home opened the letterbox and he was a a, an envelope from the vatican um so it was written by um his um advisor but it basically said his holiness has asked me to pass on his thanks um for the copy of the book and that he appreciated the sentiments surrounding it and why um i'd written it oh. and um and you know wish me success and told me that he would be that his holiness would be praying oh. for my family. Oh.
0: I mean, my family
1: was an incredible moment i um, bet
0: there were tears at the letterbox yes. <laughs> there was there was i was jumping up and down so
1: it was, um exciting and um yeah a few people had had been very skeptical that i would hear back so well you proved was, them right. um, yep proved them, so that's not an endorsement
0: from <laughs> um, the holy spirit i don't know what is
1: yeah that's true um i did take it i did take it another step further so i went to um the apostolic Nuncio of australia and he's like the papal representative and got an actual endorsement from him um who, you know, and told him what I wanted to do. So, so far it hasn't um, hasn't quite reached the uh, momentum that I'd hoped. Um, I had a really good response from Sydney Catholic Schools who bought a copy for each school um, as part of the resource That's pack fantastic. in response to the So that was wonderful. Um, and I've had some great write-ups in um, the different publications, so the Catholic Weekly, um, the mm. Record and the Leader, I think it is, um, just to help. You know get the, the yep. word out there, um, but in terms of you know sort of I was hoping that the church might invest in providing copies for yes. the children sort of as they enter yes. kindergarten, just a real proactive way of saying we are doing all we can yes. um, to address this issue and and really that's key. it's about um, you, you've got to em- yep. empower the kids to recognize what's going on and to speak totally up agree. so um, you know posted on that one. <laughs>
0: Just leave it with the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
1: that's, all right. that's all right. There's a time and a place yeah. for everything I've learned. So sometimes I get a little bit impatient, but um,
0: all in good time. <laughs> well, you're doing wonderful work. Now, right. now, I just want to ask you about. Um, I was thinking sleepovers. I know in our house we have a blanket rule of no sleepovers. Um yeah. our eldest daughter when she was in kindergarten she was asked to go for a sleepover and I naively said yes that's fine and my husband got home from work and he said "Oh where's Claudia?" and I said "Oh she's having a sleepover" and he hit the roof <laughs> so I lay awake all no I could not sleep at all uh, and he said "What are you doing? You don't even know them." And I, so I did not sleep a wink. I went so, first yes. thing in the morning yep. to pick her They said, oh, you're early. I said, yeah, we've got, we've got something on. I had to pick her up early. <laughs> I never made that <gasps> mistake. And I thought I, all night I could not sleep. So it's yep. a blanket rule, no sleepovers. How, yep. well, how do you navigate yep. that? Now that I see that 45% well, of fa- family members, because I used to say you can only have fun. sleepovers with, at your cousin's.
1: That's right, yeah. So it's, it is really tricky. Um, and when you look at how and, and when, you know, it's most likely to occur, um, you know, it's not, you know, it's definitely possible that that is a, a situation um, where a child could be groomed or, or um, um, mm. abused. But when you look at that, you know, it's not that there are lots of other instances where, um, you know, they are at risk and we allow mm. them to engage in those because it's part of life and we can't wrap them up no. in cotton wool and we can't be with them every of every day. So, look, I think if, if you know, that is fantastic if you, if you want to have that blanket rule. And I encourage, I think the hardest thing of being a mum these days is, you know, sticking yeah. to your guns when you've got coming home saying, well, everyone yeah. else is doing it. You know, I just think you. Um, that's fantastic. We have a limited rule. So we, um, you know, was with, um, you know, yeah. family. To start with that I trust that I feel comfortable with, I mean, and then that's the thing you've got to trust your own intuition yes. as well, even as adults we get feelings yes. about people um, so and of course the whole you know the part of this process is when we when we educate our kids, hopefully they're going to know how to yep. react in a situation and how to keep themselves yep. safe um, so limited sleepovers but only with people that um, I feel comfortable with yes um and i guess a bit older you know it helps um my 13 year old just now has a mobile phone so um you know it means that if she, uh, one sort of when i take it the to the that we talked about different ways of saying no and and giving those options of how to get out of a situation that's like the final option when your children are older and, and do have access mm-hmm. to a phone is actually creating a, a code that they can send you when they're feeling unsafe and that they need you yeah. to come and get them um because imagine with teenagers it's not always um yeah you know easy to they're all sitting there watching each other yes. send messages um so if it's something you come up with that means you know something's yeah. wrong i did I hear someone I say come and get for me.
0: the child to send you a code and then you're to call them you call their mobile and say yes. oh, look, grandma's sick or something you've got to come home so they don't feel awkward that's and right. this, you know you've removed That's them right.
1: from the situation. Win-win. <laughs> yeah. So one of the benefits of technology, you know, I feel like there's, um, there's, you know, yeah, uh, you know, what what technology's opened up in terms of, um, you know, child pornography and and the way that these predators can actually network with each other. Mm. It's just diabolical to think about but I also believe that, that we can use technology. Yeah. You know, of course, for the good and get on board with that. So, um, so I do ask anyone, anytime I give a talk or a, um, an interview that, yeah, if you can share this message um, because it really is about raising awareness and it, it can be done so easily with social media. I was never a fan of social media. I never had my own personal sort of faith, Facebook page until mm. I had the book. And I realized at that point, well, you know what, like that's, it's exactly. the way the world works you have to work at the moment with it. And uh, to work with it. And so, yeah, so it is an actual really powerful way um, of, of getting the message well, you've out done there. You did
0: such a good job. I'm, I'm thr- I will endorse your book. I will take it down to the kids' school and show them and <laughs> encourage <sighs> them to buy a few copies for the library because it's, it's fantastic. It's, as it says here, a delightful rhyming book which empowers and teaches young children about protecting their body and their privacy. And it's done so well. So thank you so much, Michelle.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Jess. Thank you. Before we
0: go, you need to tell us something that's brought you joy this week. Have you thought of anything?
1: <laughs> well, um, I did think that for I can't tell you how long it is since I've done any physical exercise. Um, I used to be a, a big touch footy fan, but after my third child, I never got back to it. Um and so Tommy's nearly four and I haven't done any physical exercise for myself and this week I took up
0: running. Oh, no, I've been
1: for four months. So I'm very excited and that definitely brought me joy and um it actually has just an incredible impact on how you feel. So um you know for so long I've been saying I've got to do this, I've got to get out and I actually did it this good week. So that has been
0: that that's good. That, that takes Thank you. courage too, because it's not easy to start running. <laughs> no. and, it's and it's it's very yeah. mental. I think it's it's a mental challenge. It's physical, but I think it's also very mental. You think, okay, I'll just another two minutes and another two minutes. That's right.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm always finding, you know, even to get out there in the first place. I'm always finding because there's you know, you as a mum, you've always yeah. got so much to do and the list. Friends and I think, well, I'll just do that first and then I'll do it. But no. that never happens. So it was Putting a matter yourself of first going, no, for once. this has got to be a priority. So good on you. Very good. <laughs> well,
0: mine is, um, bless me, oh. they've, they've gone on their first international retreat to Ireland and I'm just watching all their stories evolve and it's just bringing me lots of joy. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, have, have, a have a look. A look. They're, they're, do you know them? blessed issue. have a look they're on uh, instagram and facebook they're um, a uh, online catholic women's community and they're just doing wonderful things
1: yeah oh wow all
0: right michelle thank you so much i am going to put everything in the show notes that you talked about thank you thank you so much okay bye